What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the episode of Our Naked Story Podcast. Why can't I hear myself? Hello? What the frick is going on here? Hello? Hello? Oh. <laughs> I'm keeping that. Sorry, I had my volume down. I was like... I'm not even drunk. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the episode of Our Naked Story Podcast. No, I didn't get a cat. It's just Elizabeth in the background. Yeah. Yep, there she is. Today's episode is brought to you by Alpen Organics. You guys, I say it every podcast. And if you're like, oh, one day I'll get uh, Alpen Organics. Well, uh, today should be the day because you're going to receive 40% off if it's a Friday. And you're going to receive 30% off any other boring non-friday day the non-fridayers that's that's what you'd be a non-fridayer you'll get 30 percent off if you use offer code our naked story at checkout simple alpen organics has mind tinctures they have topicals they have these delicious gummies and if you're checking out alpen organics right now on alpenorganics.com you're gonna be like blake uh what the fuck are the are these new things yeah the recovery roll on topicals and they come in 300 milligram, 600 milligram, 1000 milligram, and you guessed it, 2000 milligram. Yeah, that's what I said. So they're the new, uh, like I said, recover. They're the roll on topicals. So it's, it comes in like this little roll on bottle. So if you got like sore muscles, sore butt cheek, um, sore kneecap, um, shin, calf, uh, ankles, I don't know. You can roll it. On there, and it's gonna feel great. It's gonna feel absolutely amazing. Um, Alpen Organics has yet to let me down, like many other CBD companies have done in the past. So, what are you waiting for? Alpen Organics is not only vegan; it uses USA hemp only, United States of America. Uh, it is third-party tested. It has zero THC, so you're not gonna get all high. It's non-GMO. It's also a U.S. veteran company. So, again, you guys, what are you waiting for? Go check out Alpen Organics. Check out their new product as well at alpenorganics.com. You're going to save 40% off on a Friday if you use offer code Our Naked Story. You're going to receive 30% off any other uh, normal day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Summer Moon Candles. And you're, I don't, I don't know. I say every podcast, and I'm sure many of you guys are like, Blake, what is the deal with you and these candles? Well, I'm going to tell you what the deal is right now. I want to tell you the story, okay? Summer Moon Candles, okay? They're Woodwick Candles. And guess what? It's a mama-owned company born from a desire to create high-quality, all-natural candles that are beautiful, unique, and good for the soul. They create a positive and ideal space for spiritual rest and setting intentions with the crystal-infused candles, real-life crystals in your candles. They're amazing. Our hand-poured soy candles are made with 100% natural crackling wood wicks, which is my favorite part because it feels like you're next to this little campfire. You can just hang out and read a book or listen to a book or just stare at the ceiling. And they also have dried flowers inside of them. So fill your home with abundant aromas and good energy. Every candle is hand-poured in small batches, ensuring that the attention to detail and giving you the best quality possible. So again, you guys, go over to etsy.com slash shop slash summer moon candles. And if you use the discount code, our Naked Story, all caps, no spaces, 
you're going to save 10% off of your candle order, whether you order a million dollars worth or you order, I don't know, $40 worth or a dollars. I don't know. You're going to 40 or you're going to 10% off. Okay. Again, guys, they are hand poured in small batches with love and good intentions. They're hundred percent all natural soy wax and they are hundred percent all natural wood wicks. And if you buy a 13 ounce candle, it's going to 50% hour, sorry, 50 plus hour burn time. They're gorgeous, high quality vessels, vegan and cruelty free, and they're free of dyes, petroleum, and additives. So again, you guys go over to etsy.com slash shop slash summer moon candles. Use offer code, our naked story, all caps, no spaces, and you'll receive 10% off of your entire order. On today's episode of the podcast, we speak to Stefan, who is not only the owner of Bear Oaks Family Nature's Park in Ontario, Canada, he also has one of the best, I'm going to call it Naked Show, but it's called the Nature's Living Show podcast. And you can find it everywhere. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, Spotify, uh, Mixcloud, and many other podcast platforms. So if you guys like our podcast, not saying that they're comparable, because this is great. They're just different. Um, go check it out. It's the, called The Nature's Living Show, and you can find it just about anywhere. Me and Stefan, we talk about the true nature's values and how everybody should live the nature's values, whether you're clothed or not, and whether you want to get naked in front of the people or not. You just have like this nice peace of mind and respect for not only yourself, but other people as well. So it was very interesting speaking to him, and I loved uh, everything he had to say. And I hope you guys really, really enjoy the show. So please help me welcome Stefan from the Naturist Living Show. Uh, it's 13 right now. Oh, yeah. Do you guys get a lot oh, of... Uh... You want that in Fahrenheit. That would probably be around, I don't know. That's like 60-something, right? Yeah, or lower than that, I would feel. So, I mean, but, yeah. Yeah, double and add 32, I think is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Well, um, thank you so much, one, for being on our show. We really appreciate it. Um, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, Elizabeth's still at the store right now. We thought she would be back in time. So, looks like it's just me, me and you for today, or at least until well, she gets back. Do you want to wait a bit? We can wait if um, you want. Honestly, I, have, I don't know when she said she'll be back. Um, she's going to join us as soon as she does come back, so... Um, so we'll just go from there. But um, so I wanted to have you on the show because we follow your your podcast, The Nature's Living Show, and it's one of our favorite shows to listen to, which is absolutely amazing to like actually be seeing you here like in person. Well, not person, <laughs> but in fake person. Um, so you guys started in around 2008. You guys correct? with great mustaches, eh? <laughs> I saw yours and I was like, oh, yeah, I really want to get one. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so maybe you can just tell us a little bit about your show, maybe a little bit about your resort as well, how it started and uh, what your plans are for, for the future. Sure. Well, um, uh, so I guess I'll start with the show. So, well, the show started from the resort, actually, uh, to a certain extent. I was, uh, Linda, my wife, and I bought uh, Bear Oaks it'd be 14 years in December. And uh, we... Uh, you know, I was there was a lot of things we were doing, getting things set up, and I've, I'm a big uh, believer in using all the technologies available to help me market things because that's my background. Mm-hmm. And so podcasting seemed interesting. Now, I didn't actually think of it as much of a, pro, a promotional thing because that was in 2008. Uh, 2006, we bought Park. Two years later, I mean, I've been very involved in naturism for a while with 
various, you know, with the Federation of Canadian Naturists and, and other clubs. But since we bought the park, I got more, even more into marketing. But podcasting in 2008 was not big. Like, yeah. it was kind of geeky. And, uh, but, you know, wow, how cool. I could have a radio show all by myself with my computer and a microphone. Uh, no. Actually, I may not even have, I may have used a mic in the laptop for the first couple of episodes. And I had my my Mac comes with GarageBand, so it's free to edit. I just need to kind of set it up, and which I did. I mean, it's not it's not that hard, especially if it was a little harder back then because you had kind of set up RSS feeds and things uh, by yourself in a technical way. But I would I'm like that, so no big yeah. deal. And I've always enjoyed. You know, I've done a lot of media, and uh, I've enjoyed some of the media interviews that I did. You know, some sometimes they're really good. Like you just you kind of get into a groove. You got a good interviewer who's asking you good questions. You can really talk about, and you get into a debate about naturism and the meanings, and it's really good. But then in traditional media, let's say it's radio, it airs and then it's gone. Mm -hmm. Or TV, same thing, airs and it's gone. Newspaper, articles out, it's in the trash bin the next day. Yeah. So I always thought, you know, the good thing here is I can do sort of redo some of these interviews or had some of these chats uh, and it'll be there. And if a few people are interested in listening to it, I can always point people to things and they can listen to it. So if I get a few people listening, that'd be cool. Yeah. Now, way over the top. Um, and uh, the other thing I didn't realize until I started doing it is it was a really cool way for me to call and talk to people. Because you know? mm -hmm. You can't really call somebody and say, hey, I uh, loved your book and we chat about it. Yeah, I guess yeah. you could, but it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. But if you call and you say, hey, I've uh, got a podcast and I interview you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let's do it. And you, yeah. know, you got a good excuse. And with, again, with the Internet, it makes it so easy. To, you know, to, some of the people I've interviewed have been in Australia and New Zealand. And it doesn't make any difference other than figuring out the time zone. So, yeah. So that was a podcast, and but it's gone way beyond. Uh, what it is now and uh, it's 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 just become it's almost become uh, a chore yeah <laughs> uh, I enjoy doing it but it, when I I miss months I feel guilty and people mm -hmm. tell me they miss it and I, and I'm flattered that's awesome but I wasn't looking for a job yeah uh, so in the last year or so I've been working and I've got if you're listening regularly you've heard that Samantha is now helping me and here's an exclusive for you because I haven't announced it to anybody else yet is we're about to uh, launch a Patreon. Uh, the next Ooh. episode that we're just finishing right now, uh, we are announcing our Patreon. Uh, what I'm hoping is I can uh, have enough support. I don't want to put it behind a paywall because, you know, part of the reason we're doing this is so that people can learn and explore. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, I think a lot of naturists appreciate the fact that we are doing that because they can say to their friends, hey, listen to this or whatever. Um, so, uh, it's not going to be, it's going to be voluntary. I'm hoping it's like, you know, be like PBS, yeah. you know, we're going to have a, a drive and you're going to, people are going to want to support what we do. And hopefully that will make it. So Samantha, cause I don't want any money. Um, mm. uh, but if Samantha does all the work that she's doing right now and we can make that sustainable, that can become her job. And all I have to do is record then she'll organize the interviews and she'll do the editing and the posting which is surprisingly time-consuming, as I'm sure you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. So that's the that's, podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. The, the Patreon idea, that's an absolutely great idea. There's a lot of like 
controversy right now on on nudists getting patreons i think more because um i think when a lot of people think of patreons or only fans stuff like that they're thinking oh it's only porn it's only you know women showing their bodies which a big percentage it is but what people don't understand is patreon is used as a platform for for art and for you know just whatever activities you want to try to sell like that and and it's beautiful that you can you can actually give out free content and you can also take donations too um, which it sounds kind of like what you guys want to do. You don't want to charge people for, for this content, but you know, it would be nice to, to make the money for it. Yeah. I mean, looking at the models, we might offer at some point some you know, subscriber-only content, but it's not going to be naked pictures of me or Samantha or anybody else, and it's yeah. uh, not going to be video. Because one of the things I also like about the podcast is it is audio-only. People mm-hmm. have said, oh, you should do YouTube videos. Well, once for one thing, it's a lot more work to edit video. Just, <laughs> yeah. just is. Um, and um, then I know I'm going to get a whole bunch of people just there for the thrill of it, and that's mm-hmm. not, that's not what I want to do. Yep. And and I'm not criticizing. You know, there are people uh, like Cleo and Topless Tropic who are doing a tremendous job and putting up at a huge amount of bullshit mm-hmm. uh, because she is nude on video. And I think that's an important task to be done. So we need to normalize naturism. We need to normalize nudity and not making such a big thing. Yeah. But what I'm trying to do is I want to talk about ideas. And if mm-hmm. I don't need video for that. Yeah. And I want to talk about the philosophy and why we do what we do. And, and not just about nudity, but about body acceptance, about, uh, you know, body shaming, uh, pornography. You know, we've. We 120 episodes, I think we're up to, and yeah. we're I'm, I'm not, I've got so many more topics right now that I don't even know how I'm going to get to all of them. So, yeah, it's a fascinating subject area, right? It really is too, and that that's one thing that that I love about your guys' podcast is it's not it's not necessarily just naturism either. You know, like because even when we started doing this, I'm like, well, how much how much can we really talk about being naked? Like, you know, yeah, you take your clothes off and then you run around and that's it. But you're right, there's so many different subcategories that that are involved in naturism where. You know, like it might not be a nature's subject, but it collaborates with with the nature's like you said, the, the ideas and the beliefs and stuff like that. And that's uh, one thing I want to bring up to you was um, there is a lot of like I like how you guys. Well, one, it's the nature's living show. Um, a lot of people. Well, a lot of people don't like titles in general, um, but I think that titles are important so that when you go to a nudist resort or a nature's resort, you know what you're going there for, you know, that. I think that's why titles need to be put in place. Um, I do like that you have a philosophy behind naturism and what it means. And if you don't mind, can you kind of share what that means to you, naturism? Yeah, well, uh, naturism started over 100 years ago as uh, an ideology, a philosophy. Uh, and then most people have heard in early Germany, um, that's where the movement kind of really takes off as a, as a concept. Mm-hmm. And it was about health. It wasn't about running around naked. It wasn't actually even about body acceptance. It was all about health because people were sick in cities and it was pollution and disease and people weren't getting enough exercise and fresh air and sunshine they could see would make people healthier. Uh, being nude in the sunshine, for example, in sanatoriums helped cure um, um, ah, tuberculosis. Couldn't think mm-hmm. of the term for a second. And so they created sanitariums where they would put these rich, sick people nude in the sun and it helped them heal. They could see that farmers in the countryside that were exercising in the fresh air with a tan mm-hmm. were mar- much stronger and healthier than the people who lived in the city. And the people who lived in the city, they knew they were getting sick from dirty water. We would get, you know, 
Uh, you needed clean water because dirty water made you sick. So there's all these things, and it kind of germinates this concept of naturism. And the first places were a Freilichtpark in Germany. You you know, it was a vegetarian, uh, no alcohol, no tobacco, nude, uh, exercise, mandatory exercise in the morning, cold showers to strengthen you, oh, yeah. uh, swim in the, you know, in the water. It was all about health. And then with time, they started seeing, though, that by being nude, people's behavior changed and that they got along better. It was more civil. Uh, men and women were more equal, strangely enough, uh, even though you could see the differences, but it was less difference when they were nude. Yeah. And so this whole idea came out. But then as naturism evolved and became more popular and commercial, uh, people, people were always only doing it in their leisure time, but somehow it became a leisure activity. And I understand you only do it in your leisure time, but I believe being a naturist is a 24-7 mentality. Mm-hmm. Like when I put my clothes on, I'm still a naturist because yeah. it's, a, it's a way of thinking and looking at the world. And that, that's what I think we've forgotten about. And I think that's what drove many people that many people were driven to it in the beginning, especially young people, because they were excited about changing the world, about seeing a way to, you know, desexualize, deobjectify the human body and being treated like a human being, a whole human being, not just a bits. Yeah. And that drove a lot of people to join in the 50s and 60s. And then, you know, people say, oh, yeah, we're going to be more commercial. We're going to be more popular. We're going to loosen the standards. We're going to be clothing optional. Anybody can come. We'll make more money. Um, sometimes clubs were run by non-naturists. Sometimes they were run by people who didn't really understand the philosophy, but they thought it was great to run around naked. And it is. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's awesome. Yeah. Everybody likes to go skinny dipping. It feels great. But there's so much more, and that's my thing. That's what I, with Bear Oaks, that's what we wanted to bring back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, choose. If you just want to be a skinny dipper, by all means. But I actually think we need more labels, not fewer labels. Mm. Uh, because otherwise you don't know. As, as you know, nudism and naturism, first of all, you've got two terms, and people are confused as to what the difference is. Yeah. And sometimes it's no difference, and sometimes it's a big difference, and it depends who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes... Even if you agree on the term, it means something totally different. Yeah. Yeah, no, you know, exactly. There's a, there's a place in Michigan that is, I'm not going to say what it is because it doesn't matter, but it's a mm. something, something nudist resort or club or whatever. And they're 100% a swingers club. And they're not hiding it. But why are you using the term nudist? Well, we're yeah. nude all day long. That's how we check each other out. Yeah. What, but that's not nudism or that's not naturism. Right? Yeah. You know, I would I would even be okay if they call themselves the, the nudist swingers because at least people yeah. would know. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's very if important. I go there with my, oh, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. I said because if I want to go there with my kids, I might not want that, or I may not want that because that's not what I'm looking for. I yeah. need to know. I need yeah. to know what you are. Exactly, and that that why that's why it's so important to have these labels because exactly for that reason. There's um, I've mentioned in the last one too, and I, I'm not going to say their name, but right now if you Google um, nature's resort in Southern California, a swingers resort pops up as like number one nudist resort, whatever, but it's a hundred percent swinger resort. And it sucks because you get people that we've had, we met a couple here one time. They're like, yeah, you know, we're glad that we tried it here. Cause we, we tried nudism, you know, at this other resort and we didn't really like it. We didn't like how everybody was like having sex with each other. I'm like, well, that wasn't a nudist resort. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that so luckily they were able to come to Olivedale and see that this is a, a true nudist resort. Um, 
you know, rather than just being like, oh, well, that's what nudism is. And, you know, we're just going to exclude it from from our lives, you know. Uh, and then, you know, what would have happened if they did go to somebody else who was like, yeah, you know, I'm interested in trying nudism. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're like, yeah, but don't go there because, you know, it's like nudists. All they do is just have sex with each other. And, you know, and, and it's very, very important to have labels, um, whether you want to be labeled or not. And and also, I think a lot, of, especially younger people, I think what it is, it is like it's trying they're trying not to be defined by anything. They want to be like this independent person who's like, I am only me or whatever, but I, it is important. It's important to, to be defined by something so that you don't have these, these false, um, you know, terms or whatever that are out there. So, yeah. Although, you know, I keep meeting young people that call very proudly call themselves vegans. So oh, yeah. sometimes the labels are right. Right. So right? Exactly, I think yeah. if, if the label meant something, people would adopt it. And that's why one of the things I've, I, I don't know if you heard that before in my podcast, but I've, I've defined, I've created a, a scale uh, and I call it, I don't care whether you call it nudist or naturist scale, but at one end, let's say nudist, it's recreational nudism. And it's just running around naked and having fun. And that's cool. Yeah. And at the other end of the scale, it's ethical nudism, where it's all about accepting each other and, and, you know, accepting your body the way it is and not altering it, living a more natural life and respecting others and that kind of thing. And most people are probably somewhere in the middle. Like mm -hmm. it's, you know, you, you, you can't, you shouldn't peg somebody and say you're this or that. You're, you're, most people are somewhere in the middle. But it would be nice to know, you're, you're almost, I'm almost imagining like if somebody took every place that wants to use the term nudist and there was a little slider or something like that. And you could say, oh, I'm over here. Like, I can tell you Baroque would be way over towards the ethical naturism. Yeah. That's what I'm really trying to push. Um, and then you can decide. And, you know, if you don't want people who are really uptight about it, like, we're, we are not clothing optional because mm -hmm. we don't, don't believe that you can have that equality um, if some people are dressed and some people are not. Well, today it's cold, so people are dressed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but not inside. Nobody's coming. No, several people have come to visit me in my trailer here today, and mm -hmm. they come in and take clothes off because that's that's the same way you might take your hat off when you go into somebody's house or your shoes yeah. off. It's a sign of respect, mm -hmm. and it's a it's our nudity is in a way is uh, has meaning behind it. It's it's uh, it, it's 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 symbolic to also of, of opening up, and we know even the most you know basic. Uh, nudist recreational nudist knows that when everybody's nude together, somehow the, the conversation is more honest and more mm -hmm. open. Lose the the labels and everything else. So, so we are trying to do that to go to go back in a way uh, at Bear Oaks to a place where it is a philosophy. You know, you come here if you want philosophy, and we've been incredibly successful. So, you know, in the beginning, people were questioning whether it would work, and I had to say, yeah, well, we'll see, because I didn't know. <laughs> Yeah. But I believe they would work. But we are hugely successful. And time and time again, I hear how that's why they like it here. That's why they keep coming back. That's why there's a 50-something people waiting for campsites here. Because mm -hmm. everybody wants to be here. Who wants that? I'm sure there are people who don't want that. Mm -hmm. I, I've met them. They'd rather go to Hamlin's Point, which is a nude beach in Toronto, where there's no regulations. Anything goes. They can be free. They do what they want. Cool. Good for you. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I, if you want to be a swinger, that's awesome too. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I'm not here to judge anybody. I, I, whatever makes you happy that doesn't hurt other people should be okay by me. Mm -hmm. uh, but you need to be clear about what you have. And I very much believe that naturism, as it was defined at the beginning of the 20th century, 
um, is a very, very powerful movement that really changes people and the society that adopts it. And that's why I don't want to forget. But don't, we're not old-fashioned. Eh? we got excellent Wi-Fi everywhere. We, fiber is getting pulled in in the next few weeks into the park because we're getting so much Internet usage. Yeah. You don't have to be a member. You don't have to be a couple. You mm-hmm. can be, uh, you know, polyamorous and be three adults together. That's cool. We have a structure for that. Yeah. We are, we are trying to be modern in our thinking, but we don't we want to bring back the values. That yeah. Can. That's absolutely beautiful. And I, th- I think that more people, especially nor- more nude resorts, should push stuff like that. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say which ones, but we have been to nude resorts mm-hmm. before. Well, like you said, it is clothing optional um, or it's been considered – it. Oh, I won't say their names, but, um, you know, it is an Anna resort, but they kind of turn their, their face or they, they turn their head when like some kind of sketchy stuff goes on or not necessarily sketchy, but when like swinger stuff goes on, they kind of like turn their head to it. I'm like, well, you know, there has to be some sort of, you know, structure to it. And, um, and it is absolutely beautiful that you, you do accept everybody, you know, into your resort, um, no matter what it is. And, and it's very important for a lot of people too. um, to keep those values, even when they start, when they put their clothes back on too, like you said, even when I put my clothes on, I'm still a naturist. And, and that's very important. And, you know, not judging people when they're naked, you still cannot judge people when they're clothed, you know, when they say bad things, when they, um, you know, do other stuff like that. And, and I think that's, that's kind of what we want to try to push a little bit more where, where it is, it is a lifestyle. It's not just, I always say it, it's as simple and it's also as complicated as just taking your clothes off, you know, cause like the complications come, you know, with the psychological parts of it, when you take your clothes off, you know, you're trying to accept yourself, you're accepting other people. Like you said, you have the, you have those conversations with other people that get a lot deeper um, than you would, you know, definitely over the internet um, or when somebody's wearing clothes. And it's, I truly believe could change the world, you know, and, and call me whatever you want for that. But um, I don't know if it's optimism or whatever, but I feel like with everything going on, if everybody's just walking around naked, I mean, obviously this is a, like a ridiculous example, but you know, I mean, I, I think that it could help out a little bit, you know, um, and and I would like to see more more places like yours where they do live by those values and 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 they stay true to your values too. So it is, it, it, and it's. I agree with you, and I've read your your optimism uh, back in the nineteen books in the nineteen twenties and nineteen thirties, and at that point, because they they were just starting, they believed that they were going to take over the world. They believe mm-hmm. that, you know, everybody who discovers naturism is so taken by it yeah. that, of course, it's going to spread. And they believe that by now we would, you know, that uh, parliament would be nude. Like, yeah. Can you imagine the senators <laughs> and the uh, congressmen standing around? Nude and said, well, of course, they'll be nude because the discourse would be more civil and people will work together. And yeah. of course, they will be very disappointed. It didn't work out because... <laughs> And I've thought about it, like, why? What's the, what's the block? And the block is that people are so weak, so lack so much self-confidence that they can't do it. Mm-hmm. They cannot be strong and confident nude. Yeah. They need the power suit. They need to be wearing Armani to feel that they elevate themselves above the others by their wealth and by yeah. their, therefore by their apparently intellect or superiority. They yeah. need those because without them, they'd be so weak, they couldn't do it internally. Yeah. Little do they know that if they actually pushed themselves, they would become even stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but it's, it's, that's a very tough thing. It's a disease. 
Mm-hmm. Society suffers from a very, very serious disease that has made us so dependent on clothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, and then even like um, professions as, as well. That's one beautiful thing that I like about going to nudist resorts is I can have a full conversation for a full weekend with one person and not have any idea what they do for a living. I don't know that there's some executive business person, they're a firefighter or a police officer, or they could just be like a janitor or you know whatever it is that doesn't come up, you know. And like even one of the things that I started doing when I go to nude or well, actually just in general, um, is I don't ask people what they do anymore. I ask people what they do for fun, like, like what's Mm-hmm. What is your like, like what's your passion? What do you, you know, what do you like to do? And a lot of people, they, they're so defined by what they do as a living, what they spend those 10, 12, 14 hours a day doing that they're kind of just like dumbfounded when it, when I ask them, I'm like, well, what do you do for fun? Well, uh, I like to watch TV. I'm like, really? I like, no, like what, what gets your blood pumping? What's like, what's, oh, uh, you know, it's so weird to, to, to have that, you know? Um, but it's also so beautiful to see that. Um, like me, I'm I'm not some executive, you know, business person. I don't make a lot of money. I don't, uh, money's not really anything to me. Not saying that, you know, I have all the nicest things. I don't have all the nicest things. Um, but it's nice kind of when you do meet that person where you've had that conversation for the whole week and then you find out, you know, oh, they do, you know, they make whatever, a million dollars a year or whatever. But they treat you the same exact, because you're both naked, you're both the same person. And you have that, you have that common ground where, you know, both you guys are naked, you have the same body parts and, you know, that's really all that matters, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of beautiful though. You know, that, it just happened last weekend. So it's still like fresh in my head, but yeah, we ended up meeting like this, like super famous, um, rock star. Like he's like famous in Europe and, uh, yeah, he was telling us his story and I won't say his name or anything, but, um, yeah, it was interesting. I'm like, wow, you just, just talk to me. Like I'm a regular person. He's like, yeah, that's why I like coming here. Like nobody knows who I am. It's just, we're all just yeah. equal, you know? But, um, so one of the beautiful things that I like about your guys' resort too, um, is that it's also a family resort, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. And I think that nudism is, is very important for families. Um, I do have an eight year old son myself. Um, unfortunately my situation is a little bit weirder where I'm not with the mom. It's not Elizabeth's son. Um, this is with somebody else and she is so anti nudism. So anti him coming here, him, everything. Um, so I guess I'm asking for you. If you do have a, a, a family cup or a couple, sorry, a family that does come in who are together, um, do you see a lot of positive that comes out of bringing their children, their children here? And then also in like the family union or unit as well. I see. Yes, I do. Um, now, and by the way, family doesn't mean it's just for people with kids. Mm-hmm. Everybody's part of a family. You came from a family. Yeah. So I always want like to define it. Say, oh, is it just for people with kids? I said, no, no, family whether you're, you know, one month old or 99, you're part of a family. And what it means is it's for everyone. It's for the whole family. It's not just for adults, which is kind of the opposite. Mm. Um, You know, the the science, there's actually a lot of science that suggests uh, there's not uh, not enough probably to come to firm conclusions, but there's a lot of studies that have been done that suggest that it's good for kids. And even if you're super cynical in reading the studies, the only thing you could conclude is that there's no negative impact for children being nude. Um, yeah. So science says it's good. We, my wife and I bought this park because the park we were at was going to close. Hmm. Uh, we, we were part of a lovely park. It was kind of small, but it, was, it had a nice feel, kind of philosoph- nature's philosophy feel to it. And the owners were in their 80s. Um, and make a long story short, uh, we made, we made a deal to buy that one cause they were clearly going to retire and then they backed out of it. 
Mm. And so we had to find another place because we wanted to, by putting it on the market, because they thought they were going to make more money, and they didn't in the end, by the way, mm. um, we knew that the first person who showed up with a large check is going to get it. Who is that going to be a naturist? Well, the odds are stacked against that. Yeah. And there was no transition plan. So we wanted to raise our children as naturists at the time. So let me see, 2006, they would have been uh, six and nine. And they knew no other way. And it was such a part of their life. I mean, I have two boys. Mm -hmm. uh, my two boys, I don't know if they have any idea how to objectify a woman. They have seen thousands of naked women of every shape and size. And I'm sure they've seen porn because how could you not? Yeah. But they, they know that's a fantasy because they've seen it. Mm -hmm. The difference is when everybody's, you know, hiding uh, and, and buying into this whole beauty myth thing is you, 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 you start to believe that it's not a fantasy. That's the way it's supposed to be. Women yeah. try to be like that through makeup, surgery, clothing, whatever. And men uh, try to look for that or, mm -hmm. and believe that's what they're supposed to be interested in when, you know, relationships are so much more than what people look like. Yeah. Sex is so much more than what people look like. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for families, families are important because you're, you're also, you're creating an ecosystem. If you want a club to keep growing, you have to have young people coming in all the time. Mm -hmm. And you cannot help but lose some of the teenagers because at some point they want to be different from their parents. Yeah. Or they, you know, their friends aren't here or whatever. One of my sons comes here still. He's 23 now. Still comes regularly because he has friends here that oh, he okay. grew up with. Yeah. My other son, though, formed closer relationships with his friends um, from high school. Mm. And so when he turned 16, he started... Uh, staying around the house more because he wanted to hang out with his friends. That's, mm -hmm. that's normal. Um, and then he started saying that you know that he wasn't really a naturist, and because his friends certainly were not, they were very much into label and fashions. But he's got a good attitude. He's a good, he's a smart kid, and he's at university now. He's on the west coast, um, and so you know, I I know in his head, he has a different narrative. Mm -hmm. of what the world is like and he has a he's a respectful young man towards women and other people and has a different appreciation of the human body and whether he stays a naturist or not he's kind of a naturist in his head whether he admits it or not yeah because no. that's the values he grew up with yeah uh, so kids kids are important kids are important because if you want to change the world you have to get, you know involve them here young so they mm -hmm. can learn this and uh yeah it adds energy to the park like it's we we don't we one of our rules is there are no adult only events. Mm. Now there are events you probably don't want to bring your kids to, like when we yeah, have yeah. stand up comics, because they say, "Whoa, there's kids here." Is what the comedians say every year when they come. I said, "Yeah, but you, they know." I will give them a I'll give them a warning ahead of time yeah. that you can make any joke you want, and the parents may have to explain some things to their children if they choose to stay. Yeah, but. It's up to the parents to decide whether to have the kids stay or not. Um, mm -hmm. You know, different maturities, different levels. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I don't want to exclude people if they feel they want to be here. Yeah, no, 100%. And how, um, what, what is your demographic look, um, you know, as far as people who, who frequent your resort? It's a good question. I, I don't keep age. I don't actually even keep gender in my database. Uh, mm. We were just talking about that. We get a number of inquiries about 
you know, whether it's comfortable being trans. I said, well, gender makes no difference. Yeah. Because we have, uh, we allow on a membership up to two adults. Mm-hmm. We don't ask for the gender. Yeah. And a third adult, if you want to put it, is half the price of a membership. So that makes it, you know, so you can keep building it. And a database has been built so you, we can link all those into an account. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have any male showers, female toilets. Like it's all, there's nothing that where gender matters. Yeah. And so I can't tell you, uh, but I can tell you, because I know I've been to places where there's a clear male uh, bias. Yeah. What what I can tell you without looking at stats, because I don't have them, is when I look around, the older folks that are retired and come here every day because they've got nothing else to do and this is their love, their love yeah. uh, tend to be men. Mm-hmm. Uh, either they come without their spouse or they don't have one. Yeah. In the younger demographics, and I'm talking maybe in the 20s and 30s, we have a ton of single women. Hmm. And it's a very interesting uh, dichotomy that way between the older and the younger. And what I'm starting to think is, uh, in talking to a lot of these people, in fact, I've got a podcast coming up, probably two or three episodes from now, hmm. where I've interviewed a whole bunch of these single women. And it took me just a day. I just walked around, and it was obvious which one. They were either here without their, their spouse or boyfriend, or they were just single. Mm-hmm. And so I just went and interviewed them as to why they come here and why they're comfortable. So they're comfortable because we have, we very much have a naturist environment that where respect is important. Mm-hmm. And while somebody might come up to you and talk to, comment on your body, because you can't 100% stop that, they know that all you have to do is complain. And those people are either going to be spoken to sternly or even kicked out if it's bad enough. Yeah. So they, they feel they have the power and they feel comfortable even by themselves. But a lot of women are coming here without their male, in the case of heterosexual couples, and mm-hmm. not all of them are, uh, without their male partner. And those male partners are fine with them doing it. Women no longer feel like in my generation, a woman would never go somewhere without their man because it mm. was kind of a thing you did. Yeah. Um, and but they, there's no longer that that trip on people like you want to do your own thing and you don't want to do it. Well, I'm going anyway. There's no longer that feeling. And men are developing body shame in a huge way. No. Men are catching up to women. We're, we're creating equality by shaming everybody equally now. Yep. You know, when when I was young, a guy just took his shirt off whenever it was a little hot outside. So you took yeah. it off downtown. You took it off in the park. You just took your shirt off. Yeah. Guys don't do that anymore. No, <laughs> they are being body shamed. They are being uh, feeling like they have to look a certain way, um, and so there's there seems to be a lot of women coming here without their male partner because their male partner is not comfortable with being nude themselves. Yeah, that's interesting and kind of sad. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know well, it's to weird. Do, to, it's weird to see how that changed too, because um, it seemed it seemed like it was more uh, you know women getting put into that not necessarily body shaming, but like you have to be this certain somebody. And the men were just like, oh, you know, we're just the men and, you know, we do whatever we want. But it, it's weird within the past couple of years, I've seen it grow heavily um, where I, I don't know what, where the ideas of what the man's body should be is coming from. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, there's, and it has to be, so, I think social media is, is probably one of the biggest, um, Mm-hmm. the biggest problems of it you know because you do see a lot of people on there and you know they got the eight packs and they got big old arms and you know this and but the, 
what I want people who are ashamed of the, like, especially for men who are ashamed of their bodies, um, I want them to understand that those people that they see on there, you know, that's not like, that's not like a day where they just work out one day and then they're all good. That's, that's like their job. That's what they do for a living is they work out for 10 hours a day, you know, and if that's what you want, if that's the type of body you want, that's what you have to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And if, but, but that doesn't mean that if you don't have that body, you know, you're not sexy or you're not good looking or, you know, you have to be like, and that's why nudism is so important. Um, and sorry, I keep saying nudism. I, I, I'm one of those people who's kind of back and forth with that. But um, it doesn't matter. It's just because, yeah. But um, that's why I think nudism is so important because you do come to a resort and you see it's very, very rare that you see one of those guys that are, you know, jacked and an eight pack. And, and really out in the real world, it's very rare that you see somebody who's, you know, who's, who looks how, how everybody thinks that you should be looking, you know. Um, so exactly what you said, even like with um, – with growing up in a nudist environment too, you see real women, you see real men, you see real bodies, you know, and I don't know. It's, it's very sad to, to one, they're missing out on a whole bunch of cool stuff, you know, not coming to a resort because they're afraid to take their shirt off or their pants off. Um, and it's very sad. And I don't know, I don't know what needs to happen in order to change that. I think that promoting nudism more or naturism more, um, is going to help out with that and seeing more people who don't have that perfect, you know, body type, um, doing stuff like this and seeing how happy they are, how comfortable they are with everybody else. And then also seeing that when you're in an environment like this, you're not getting shamed for how your body looks. If you have a hangover or like a, you know, a big old gut, you know, nobody's, mm-hmm. nobody goes up to you like, oh, wow, yeah, you have a big gut. I've never, I, I've been doing, I've been coming to resorts for probably like 10 years now. And it's, I, I've never once heard somebody make fun of somebody, you know, in a way like that. And it's, no. I don't, you know, I, and, and that, that's how it should be in the real world. You shouldn't make fun of people for anything. It's just, you know, but then, and people also have to understand too, that like there is a psychological or psych, yeah, psychological part of it too. When people do make fun of you and people do harass you or something like that, it's not, it's not about you. It's, it, they have their own inner problems, you know, and, and it's sure. very hard to try to be mature enough to, to take a step back and just be like, no, I'm me, whatever. Like you have your own problems, you know? So there's uh, there's there's some guys that come here. They're fire spinners and they're acrobats and they're they come and perform. And man, they are in incredible shape. Yeah, I I look at them and go, wow, you know, and, you know, they're, they're flexible. They're all there. You can see when they're they're performing and they're doing handstands and things and, you know, one hand, you can see all the muscles just tight. I'm amazed, but I, I'm not threatened by that. I, yeah, that, I know how much work that is. I ain't doing that. That's not my thing. That's their business, yeah. right? That's what they're into. It's it's not. You can appreciate that without thinking that you have to look like that. But there is a there's a whole thing in society. I think sometimes that women, to a certain extent, who are being uh, body shamed, are giving it back because they feel like they want to give it back. They're giving it to guys now, and fair, you know. Yeah, they're receiving yeah. it, so they're giving it back. You know, everybody loves to make you know size matter jokes. I know they're all saying it's a joke, but you hear a joke often enough. I'm sure some guys start to think, I know every joke's about that. It must be some truth to it. Size yeah. probably does matter. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it, you're, there was uh, even Seinfeld. That's a while ago. Seinfeld came up with a concept of good naked and bad naked. And bad naked was men. They said women with bodies are a work of art, and men's bodies are ugly. Like I remember them saying that. Yeah, why is oh. that? That's so. Yeah, but, but you're. Yeah, I know that's just an episode, but that does seem to be kind of the narrative that people are trying to spin right now. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's so weird. And that's um, we actually have a 
we have a podcast coming out pretty soon. Uh, his name's Cam Frazier. He's he's we're gonna talk more about like like sex part of it, like taking care of yourself, um, stuff like that. But um, but having like you see like a woman and she does do like a you know a picture or whatever. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, that's so beautiful. You know, it's it's art. It's this. Um, you know, but if I do the same exact pose, you know, I don't know. There's just there's so much like men should be in that position where they could take a picture like that or they, you know, they, they can feel sexy or beautiful or, or whatever, whatever, the same thing, you know, like if you want equality, you have to have equality for, for both sides. You can't just have equality for one side, you know, that's not what equality is, you know, and it's very, no, it's very sad. You, you look, you look at society, what, you know, often you see women wearing very little mm-hmm. and very revealing and men are supposed to be covered all the time, you know, yeah. board shorts are not convenient uh, they're not comfortable for swimming. Not at all. <laughs> well, that's what people are. That's what you're supposed to wear. A, a speedo, if you have to wear a bathing suit, is actually way more comfortable. Yeah. But you are going to get some abuse if you show up on a beach in North America in a speedo. Yeah. So why? Like, who? Wh- why do? You, why do people feel that they should be able to comment on what I'm wearing on the beach? Like, yeah. You know? No, exactly. Actually, that's so funny about that. We were just talking about that the other day. Um, because we we really. Very, very, very rarely do we ever go to a clothed beach. I, I don't like it. I don't like having sand in my shorts. I don't like wearing clothes in the sun in the water. It It is so uncomfortable for me, for me now, especially because I've been swimming naked for so long. I've been going to so many nude beaches now that it just it doesn't it's not it doesn't seem natural at all. So I just avoid going to, to beaches like I can't I can never just go to a regular beach and just like sit at the beach and enjoy mm-hmm. myself. I would be freaking out the whole time. So I was thinking I, I, was, I was like, what if I did get, you know, one of those like those bikinis that like a woman would wear? She's like, yeah, I mean, you could, but I already know there'll probably be police officers on me. You know, I'd probably be whatever deemed as a sex offender or something if I had, if I wore the same exact thing that a woman wore, you know, mm-hmm. I would be looked at so much more different. And and that's just, like you said, like, this is just me wanting to be comfortable. I want to wear as little as I can if I have to wear something, you know, and why is that weird? Why is that, you know, um, and then, sorry, I was trying to, um, one of the, for the, like the, the size matters things too. That has got to be the biggest, weirdest thing that goes on, especially like in a news resort or just in the world in general. I don't understand how you're going to judge somebody on something that they're born with. Like you have no control over any of that. You know, same with any, you know, if somebody has a birthmark or they have, you know, small breast or big breast or, you know, like one leg's longer than the other, whatever. Like that should definitely not be something that you, that you judge somebody on. It doesn't make any sense. No, especially when the science says it doesn't make any difference in terms of, you know, the pleasure and things like that. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a character trait. You know, one of the interesting things is that when I see people in a distance, and now a lot of them, sometimes they're wearing masks mm-hmm. here because when you go in and out of buildings, you're, not supposed, you're supposed to wear a mask inside the building. Uh, I still recognize them because their bodies are so unique. Mm-hmm. Once you put clothes on, it changes. And every time you change your clothes, your, your body changes. But I can see people from, you know, 100 meters down. I can recognize them by their body shape because we're all so unique. Yeah. You know? And it's, it, you know, is my nose bigger than yours? Which one's better? Is it the bigger nose or the smaller nose? Nobody has that argument. Doesn't make yeah. any sense. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, wrists, hips, height. None of this makes sense. It's just what makes us unique. Yeah. And why do we want to all look the same? That would yeah. be boring. It would be boring. And even if we all did look the same. So, yeah, we were talking about that before. We're, like, Elizabeth, especially with everything going on, um, you know, with equality and stuff like that. We were talking about, about like, I wish everybody would just would just be, like, polka dots. Like, every, there's no skin color. There's nothing. But then 
I don't know if that's just like a human trait too to to call people out on any type of differences because then it would be like oh well, they have small polka dots or they have like big polka dots or you know I think the only way to to get rid of that it would, would be everybody be exactly the same and that would be such a boring world you know I don't know well if we if we got over the idea that we are we are ashamed of our body imagine a, a true naturist world and by the way the reason I use naturist is because I think it's not really actually about nudity it's about a bigger picture mm-hmm. so where that's why i prefer the term it's living yeah. a, our, our natural being our natural self um because people think it's nature's meaning you're going to live in nature in the trees and eat berries and no, it's, <laughs> not. it's about this is my natural self that's what na- that's what nature is but anyway okay. um imagine a nature's world where you know i come into your house and i take off my clothes because i had to wear because it's cold outside there's a blizzard whatever yeah. Just like you take off your boots or you take off your Jacket. hat and then you're nude. You don't you don't have tons of layers and you probably wouldn't have pants because pants are awkward to take off. You probably have we create clothes that are easy to you know put on and take off. Yeah. And then you would be nude and then people would be. So those clothes would still be we would still do things because we have an appreciation for aesthetics, mm-hmm. but it would no longer define us because as soon as we got into the office or in the house, we would take it off because it would be deemed rude to try to use clothing to hide who we truly are. Yeah. But then the clothing now, it, now it's okay. You can use the aesthetics and you can talk about the pretty colors of the artist you, who made your shirt or your, your overalls or whatever it is that we wear that would be in a naturist world. Because yeah. we do have appreciations for aesthetics. The problem mm-hmm. is it's, it's gone so beyond that. It's, yes, we love the clothes and some clothes are neat and some, you know, some are pretty and I've got... I've got scarves and I got shirts and I got jackets that I wear that I I like because I think they look good, but I don't need them. Mm -hmm. I wear them because I have to out there. And some of them I wear because I know I own a tux. And I own a tux because I go to events where I have to wear tuxes. And I know if I didn't, I would not be because of the, the, the concepts that they have in their heads. They would not see me as an equal. Right. Or they would not see me at the level that I need to be seen at because I am not respecting the, the their game. culture or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But if you think of what was really fashionable and cool, I don't know, in the 15th century or something like, you know, when they were wearing tights and frilly collars or whatever. And I'm not I don't have the dates right. I'm just making it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, you know, there were periods where that was the height of fashion, the ultimate yeah. things. But you wore that today. Somebody would throw you in a jail cell or in a movie <laughs> bin. Yeah, something's wrong with you. <laughs> um, you know, so it's very arbitrary, and we, do, and, but we, people out there, non-naturist, don't seem to understand that. They think, of, of course, you look better in a suit. Yeah. Really? With this little piece of cloth tied around your neck? <laughs> this necktie on my <laughs> choking me yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. What? Why? Why does that make? Because you've learned that. You've learned yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's so yeah. weird. Such a it's, crazy. It's, time. It's, it's, it is a crazy, crazy thing. And yeah, you would never, you go to Europe, you can't wear board shorts in a pool. First of all, you'd be the only one and they would kick you out. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. because it's, it's, it's seen as unsanitary. Yes, yeah, which is so weird. So I mentioned to my cousin one time, he's like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like you guys are all just like swimming in the same pool, you know, naked. Like, isn't that like taking a bath together? I'm like, you do realize when everybody has swim trunks on, they got dirt that they've been tracking through that's been catching, you know, it's, like how is that how is that any how actually how is that any worse you know than wearing a swim trunk 
if any like that's so much better <laughs> like it's like the swim trunks don't hold in like muck or anything like that like it's if anything they're the one that that holds all that dirt and stuff yeah it's so well, when i when i was young you had to take a shower nude before you put on your bathing suit in locker room nobody does that anymore they shower with their bathing suit on so you're like you're protecting the dirt yeah, exactly. Like you're trying to clean everything except for the stuff underneath the bathing suit. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. part the, the, that part that you always keep dark, warm, and moist. Now, what what could possibly happen? In <laughs> exactly. Well, cool. Well, let's. Uh, I think I want to finish just with one more thing. Um, obviously, for me, in a utopian society where everything's perfect, um, I think that you know. We should just be naked. Exactly what you're saying. You take your clothes off when you go into somebody's home. Uh, if you go out to dinner, anything like that. The clothes are only for your protection from cold weather or if it's, I don't I think we'd all be accustomed to the sun if we're all naked. But um, yeah. just for fun, let's just entertain the idea where what if, what would you think would happen if tomorrow morning nudity, nudism was a thing where people can just walk out, they can go to their office, they can go with, with, the, with the same mentalities that people have in today's life. Um what do you think would happen if we all just started being naked tomorrow? Well, I think the, the nakedness would help, but it would, you need more than nakedness, right? You need mm -hmm. to understand and think things through. Uh, it's not going to, it would not instantly get rid of racism, but it, it, I think it would help. Yeah. It would not get rid of sexism. And, you know, there are people who come to Bear Oaks who really don't get it. Who are still, you know, looking at uh, each other very in a, an objectifying way, in a sexual way. Uh, the only thing I can hope here is because we've built a culture where that's not cool, that they're going to hear and see, and and over time they will develop that attitude. I don't think we can fix human beings that quickly. It's not a magic pill. I think, it, and, it, and that's why to me it's important that it's more of a movement mm -hmm. uh, than just a dress code. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, and the only the reason I asked you is because I get a lot of people who are like, yeah, you know, we should all just be able just to walk around naked. I'm like, dude, there would be chaos. If we did that tomorrow, it would, it would be chaos. I, I, Yeah, you're right. Over years, years and years of everybody walking around naked, I think it, it would lead to something beautiful. Um, but with today's mindset, with the how people are, it's it's really it's sad. And, and I'm, I'm so happy that, that there's people like you. There, there's resorts like your resort. There's resorts like Olive Dell. Um, you know, it's, it's something that the world does need you know whether you want to fully accept like embrace like the nudist part of it but even just living that lifestyle as far as accepting other people accepting yourself that's going to go a long way in, in today's world especially with stuff going on right now um and and the main thing that a lot of people need to understand is that taking care of yourself is like the, is more it helps you take care of other people you can't be an upset person you can't be a negative person and then go out and try to help other people you, you know what i mean i, I feel like being acceptance of yourself, that's going to help you accept other people. Taking care of your body is going to help you take care of other people. And it is very, very important. And and I, I love your philosophy. I love how it's not just about being naked, being in your natural self. It's about taking care of yourself and, you know, and, and accepting other people. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, well, thank you. Thank you. But it's not just mine. I am yeah. <laughs> gathering the ideas and, and observations for hundreds, if not thousands of people over a century. And yeah. we just have to remember them. We just have to keep keep sharing those ideas and educating people so that yeah. they will learn. You have to choose to be a naturist. I can't force people to be a naturist. Yeah, 100%.
Well, cool. Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you being on our show. I'm sorry Elizabeth wasn't able to make it today. Um, I don't know where she's at. I should probably call her, see where she's at. But uh, um, if you want or, or if you can, um, go in and tell people um, what your resort is, where they can find you on Instagram. Uh, I don't know if you have Facebook or Twitter. or um, And then also about the Nature's Living show, too. And we'll also put the links down at the bottom of our thing so people can see your stuff. Yeah, I'm, I, we are very well indexed. So if you start search for Bear Oaks, B-A-R-E, I'm probably on the first page in Google. Uh, you can find us in Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and so is the Nature's Living Show. Not on Instagram, though. Instagram is a bit annoying for words. It's more of a picture medium, so it doesn't work as well for the podcast, so I haven't bothered. But Bear Oaks is definitely there. We're on MeWe. Uh, we're on Elo. Uh, we are everywhere. So if you can't find us, you're not trying. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. I really, really appreciate it. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. And uh, I don't know, I'm definitely going to start putting more of that philosophy into my life. Um, you know, I'm going to go try it today because we got a little event going on today. So I'm going to go out there and spread the love. So awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a beautiful day. And we'll uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you later. Sounds good. Take care. All right. Bye.